Well, I could start the podcast right now, Casey. Right th- this very second. Is that you making a joke about starting the podcast so I'm not prepared? It's not a joke, because it's actually happening. This is episode, oh, episode no. 80 of the Legendary Frogcast. Episode 80. 80, yeah. Wow, that's that's like one of those... Is that like a milestone? I guess it's not 100. Yeah, like it's, it's not a real podcast until so it reaches 100. Uh, this is actually the first pos- podcast we had since... Uh, like July or something. So. Oh my goodness! What, what were we talking about then? Well, probably well, about how like they invented the wheel or something. <laughs> we had a few movie commentaries, but yeah, the last one was like Man of Steel review, and the last one we did was a uh, Diablo three and a Miss of Pandaria one. It's been and, that long, and, and that was a uh, that was last year. So, Ooh, the game I was still new. with you guys. Well, the game was still new. Also, we could talk about how the game has aged horribly. Yep. So, like it often does, the thing that gets us podcasting again is uh, me teaming up with Casey and talking about World of Warcraft. Yep. Yep. Because we're, we're dorks. That's so what we're going to do. Um, like we have been doing the past few times, we're going to do a uh, kind of a look back at this last WoW expansion and see our thoughts on it and how we think it stacks up. And uh, where we think the game's going in the future. Okay. So, we already had a podcast kind of on the, like, the level-up experience. Yeah. Oh, uh, we did? Is that what we talked about last time? Yeah, like, we just kind of talked about our, like, our first impressions and how... You want to go back and listen to that. <laughs> let's listen to it right now and just hit play. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, how, like, when Pandaria was first announced, like, obviously the reaction was... Confused to negative to yeah. speculative to all sorts of things, but then when the game came out, like turns out the Miss Pandaria has had the most fleshed out like story and characters that the entire game has ever had. That's true. It's not even just been that. But the level up experience is really good. Um, I will say that doing it more than once is very difficult. It's like in Cataclysm, it was a lot better. Um, it was a little quicker. I don't, yeah, I don't know what it was about it, but yeah, Miss Pandaria, for some reason, it just it's it's a horrible grind, and I don't know why it's not as fun the second time around. Yeah. I've done it a couple times on other characters, and I just kind of kind of tune out. Yeah, you really it, have it, to. Yeah, I mean, it's um, not it's not bad, but like it's, it's some really important story and some really cool character stuff that happens. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's just kind of a. It just takes forever, I think. I just think this but, is ridiculous. Isn't that always the case, though? <laughs> it's like leveling I know, up. But for some reason, in, in like Cataclysm and in um, Wrath, it's pretty annoying, too. But Burning Crusade wasn't that bad. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. But, oh well. It, it's it's a good experience, anyway. It's, like, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's the, one of the best. Yeah, there, there's this, like, the war that's... Well, not really the war yet, but um, just discovering this this brand new land and... Meeting, like, the Pandaren and just how they live, and then discovering about the Shaw and, like, the Mantid and the Mogu. Yeah. Um, well, it ended, um... Like you said before, there's really good character development in this expansion, and that's, like, really prevalent throughout the entire thing. More so than any other expansion I've played is that there, that there are so many characters, and they're all very distinct and memorable. And even if they're just around for, like, one little quest you know, quest chain, they're usually pretty memorable. Yeah. Like some more than others, but, like, there's this one Pandaren girl in the, um, 
in the Jade Forest where her village is being attacked by trolls. Yeah. And, like, she has a whole character arc, like, throughout this little quest chain, and, like, you haven't really seen much of that before. Well, and not to mention that, uh, a lot of the characters come back, too, which is pretty fun for, like, the raids and stuff. But... Walker Cho is always there. Telling you about about stuff. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's so many main characters. Like, I'm trying to think back to, like, Wrath, right? And being like, okay, who's the main character here? Oh, it's Tyrion Forgering. What other characters are there? I don't know. Thrall's there with Garrosh um, sometimes. Proudmore does some stuff, I yeah, guess. It's all characters that we've, um, we've known about, even though Tyrion technically was, was there before. He wasn't really much of a big character. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Cataclysm. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Cataclysm just kind of had its important characters for the raid you're doing. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, it's, um... The level experience was good. The, uh... I would say that the, the, the raid scene was really, really good, too, this one around. Like, one, again, one of the best experience ever, experiences I've ever had raiding. Yeah, the which... raiding's been consistent throughout the entire expansion, and we haven't really had that in any of them, really. I mean, it's like you could argue that we've had better luck and stuff with guilds. Well, no, it's not even true. We, we've had horrible luck with guilds this time. Yeah, let's keep our horrible guild experiences out of this. I, I will. I will just say that uh, we have had some of the worst guild drama you we've ever had in Missa Pandaria, and still we've enjoyed the raid content. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's funny because the game has been the best it's really ever been, but um, the guilds we've been in, especially at the beginning. <clears throat> We're just, like, downhill lost, all the time. I, I lost sleep a few nights just because of the crap that was going on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, the but, but even so, like, uh, what was I was talking to the guild I'm in right now about some of this stuff, and we were I was saying, like, you know, it's it's funny because I think back to older expansions and, and like, the memorable bosses that would be in there, and it's like, you can't, I can't really name that many, Um Whereas in this one, it's like, I, Magushan vaults. It's like almost all of them. I could be like, oh yeah, like there's Garajal. He was pretty fun. Like Elagon was great. You know, like, uh, you've got like, I guess Heart of Fear didn't have that many good good ones in my opinion. Yeah, like, um, Magushan had probably the, the best bosses in my opinion in the first tier. Um, almost all of them were, were pretty memorable. Even like, kind of simple ones like um, the Kings, like the Ancient Kings. Yeah. It was still pretty memorable in just the way it, it worked and all that. It, it, and Elgon is, is definitely one of those bosses where I would put, like, in my top five. Oh, in yeah. A, in, like, a boss experience. And just one of those feel-good moments when we actually killed it. Oh, yeah. And and then Throne of Thunder. Well, see, and that was the thing is I was worried that we were going to get the same. Because Cataclysm had that problem of... um. The first, the first uh, tier was real good, and then it just fell apart after that. I mean, Firelands was okay. I don't know. I, people like Firelands more than I do. I'm, I don't. I'm not a Firelands fan. But uh, this one didn't let down. Like Throne of Thunder <laughs> came along, and well, those sort of things with, with Firelands is that there were so few bosses. It's like, oh, here's seven bosses for you. But Throne of Thunder is like, here's twelve. <laughs> <laughs> well, just keeping on in the first tier, like a, um, like the Heart of Fear. I, I'm looking back, I wasn't a big fan of that one. Yeah. Uh, Mainly because I am not a fan of tornadoes and um, <laughs> and sound waves that you have to move out of. Just because 
personally, I'm kind of bad at predicting that kind of stuff sometimes. And also, like, the game engine just can't predict um, hit detection very well on these tornadoes. Well, it's, yeah, it's like, there's, you know, like, there's always a bit of lag or something. Yeah. Set up, but... I mean, people always complain, like, I didn't hit it, but it's true. <laughs> it's it's yeah, like, you, you can avoid it and still get hit by it. And, um... And there was just too many of those fights in Heart of Fear. Well, and they were all, like, save for Garrett Jall, like the big bug one, they were all pretty generic, in my opinion. Like, where it's like, oh, here's a fight with a bunch of ads that you have to crowd control and deal with. Like, here's a fight where the 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 scientist boss guy that, like, did the vehicle stuff was okay. Yeah. But, again, it just didn't feel like... It just felt generic for whatever reason. There wasn't, like, a very strong gimmick around any of them. It also didn't help that... Almost all the bosses were just manted. They were just bugs, yeah. I, I'm not even just bugs, they were just all manted. Yeah, I know. And um, we didn't spend a lot of time in Terrace Venomous Spring, but those fights um, were pretty They're good. All, they, were, they were okay. Yeah. They were um, okay. Shaw Fear, it was Fear, right? Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't a, it was a good fight, maybe not the best end of tier fight, but... it was It was better on... Ten man than it was LFR. <laughs> I'll say that it was much more interesting. Yeah, I like it, it, uh, the, the group divided in half and all that. Yeah, and, you know, three good mechanic. Oh, we did most of that after the the nerf, so we didn't get to see it um all at once. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like how those raids kind of ended a lot of storylines, um, like during the level up thing. And I remember thinking, like, how are they going to follow up on this because. You know, like, they, they've built up the, the Shaw being, like, the big bad when you're leveling up, and then you kill them all. And it was like, oh, well, what's going to happen next? You know, and then they <laughs> they brought in the Thunder King, and that was a really good raid. Um, well, in between that, um, well, first off, Rathion, the Black Prince, is um, kind of giving you quests to collect artifacts and stuff, because he's up to something. And yeah. And eventually, um, Garrosh and Varian... Say, now you've been here for a while, we're gonna check up on you. And they send their, like, war fleets to Pandaria. And probably in one of my favorite, um, daily quest hubs is, uh... That one was pretty good. Is, um... What was it called? Uh... I don't know, the Warfront Beach. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was, it was just nice and quick, it had some good quests, it had... It was cool to like invade the other other like the other factions' forts and all that. Um, yeah, was it was this a good in between patch, like like raid tier thing to have? Because before yeah, like they, the uh, like the like the daily quest stuff always happened like when the patch hit, and it, it seemed overwhelmed by all the stuff you can do. But but it, since they spaced it out, even though this expansion had way too many dailies at the start, like they uh spaced out, like, these quest hubs, for the most part, with, um, in-between patches. Well, they, I like how they focused a lot on story in those patches, too. Oh, oh yeah, the way it, um, told the story throughout the, uh, Domination Offensive and Operation Shield Wall. Yeah, that was um, all With the reputation, um, I like that better than what they did with the next one, personally. Not because the other one was bad, it's just, I, I liked the, every couple days you got a new story. It was more, it was more on your own personal time to do it which yeah. is good rather than being like oh well the rest of the server has done this part so go do it with them now or whatever you know it's 
I don't know. It's like the that one was. Um, I didn't spend a whole lot of time in that one actually. The the war one, but I did like how they did the story, and the story was really good. And I remember them saying that like they're gonna especially do, the horde side. Yeah, like uh, sorry, stretching. I remember them talking about how they were gonna do like a a, a dungeon patch and then like a. Uh, like a story patch, and they're gonna alternate. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that's new, because like you said before, they usually would just do the dailies at the same time. But it's funny for an expansion that started out on having really bad dailies where people were just hating them. They like ended on like I think they developed that almost the most out of anything else throughout all of it. Yeah. The, the whole daily experience. Yeah. Plus that. Plus those quest um. Did something I thought would be impossible. It made me like the Blood Elves and their leader. <laughs> oh, that was at the Isle of Thunder, yeah. Oh no! Like even before that, um, they began stuff where uh, Jaina was was keeping all the Sun Reavers like locked oh. away on uh, in Dalaran. He had to like sneak in. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and, and liberate them all. And um, I honestly didn't even know the who uh, the, who Lorthamar uh, was before this patch because he literally didn't do anything that's true yeah didn't they didn't they make a joke about that at one point he's like i'm tired of just standing around (laughs) yeah because you know he was like lord regent of of silver moon and then he literally only existed yeah he literally only existed because i think they needed just something for that they needed they needed a faction leader that was it yeah because a kill and they made him a really cool character and like the stuff with the blood elves and like Garrosh using them as as cannon fodder because he he thinks they're weak. Yeah. Um. Like uh, on the alliance side, you you kind of find all this stuff out, but I think on the horde, it's just a little more personal. Yeah. But how it all plays out. Well, and it's interesting because like, oh, I don't know. I mean, they, they oh, like where to where to begin? Like, um. Yeah, because the whole thing with the Isle, and I mean, I, I guess they released the Isle hub with the, uh, with the yeah. Thunder, but, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm glad they involved the Blood Elves there, and Throne of Thunder was a really good raid, too. Like, we, we mentioned it before, but, like, everything that was good about the first tier just got better with the second one. Like, there were even more memorable bosses, and I didn't think that was, like, I didn't think that was possible in the second r- round. I was afraid they were going to have, like, just kind of a half-finished sort of dungeon that they did with Firelands. But everything was just, you know, like, lots of really, really good bosses. I mean, I could just name them all off. And, like, really big new new instances. Like, we talked yeah. about this before, but it's just kind of amazing how in, in Cataclysm you had this really strong first tier. And then, like, it just kind of got worse each each time. Like, even though I, I really liked Firelands, like, it only had a handful of bosses. Yeah. And most of them were kind of a gimmicky. And, like, in Dragon Soul... Like, it just felt half-finished and only had a couple of really, really standout points. And the most disappointing thing of all is that, like, Deathwing was one of the worst parts of the dungeon. Well, yeah, and the fact that, like, you can only see his feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's, just, it's weird because... Well, because I, I kind of expect that from them. Not to say that, like, oh, Blizzard's bad, but... They, like, front-end... They like front end all the good stuff at the start, and yeah, and they've always done that. Yeah, like I guess Lich King had like really strong instances, like with Old War and, and Ice Ice Crown. Um, but you sure, also there, had like there were long gaps between them too. Yeah, like super long gaps, and and 
the gaps between the first tier and the second in Pandaria, they were they weren't short, but they definitely weren't as long as the other ones. Yeah, it felt it felt very proper. Like by the time you're starting to just starting to get bored with things, like they'd throw something else in there, you know. And they did the thing where you know the first one they put that they put the operation um, landfall in the middle of it, so you get kind of refreshed. And they also put in item upgrades. For the, oh, that's true. Yeah, for these first two raid tiers, like so once you get to the halfway point, you're like, hey, we're gonna let you upgrade your items so you can. You know, get a little more out of them. Get a head start or whatever. For and, and that's kind of like their yeah. pre-nerf nerf, a quote-unquote nerf, because you have better gear. Um, yeah, well, and it, um... I'm trying to think of other things that they've... Like, I keep thinking about, like, uh... Because we were talking about having this podcast, and I was thinking, like, you know, what was something that they did really badly that I would, you know, would want to bring up? But it's hard to think of something, um... Because that's something else that they did, too, is the item upgrades. That was also new, this expansion. And I remember, like, being really totally in line with that as well. I mean, like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Instead of just nerfing everything, just increase our gear level, you know? Because mm-hmm. then it's more on the player to... For the last one, they, they, they kept the item upgrade, like, from the very start. Yeah, which I, which I like, I think. Yeah, because if you want to give people a boost, especially in the last raid tier, just let them do it right away. Um, but, yeah, the... Uh, Rise of the Rise of the Thunder King um, is like a quest chain that you you did while leveling up, and they continued up on. Yeah. Um. So it it, it didn't really come out of nowhere, kind of like Firelands did, even though you had an entire zone devoted to it. Like Firelands, just, just like, kind of like oh, this? Firelands, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like. Well, and at the beginning of the expansion, too, they mentioned, oh, yeah, Garrosh is going to be, like, the big bad guy. And I remember thinking, like, how... I remember it feeling, like, disconnected. It's like, so here's an expansion about Pandaria, but, like, the villain is going to be... Somehow we're going to lead to Garrosh. Yeah. And I, they did a good job of it, though. Like, it, it just, um, I mean... I'm just trying to think here. So, like, uh... We're talking about Thunder King, though. We were talking about Thunder King, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll talk about Thunder King. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was your... I was going to say, I liked how the first part of that dungeon was kind of like a, a troll history lesson. That's true, yeah. I like um, like the Horridon fight, like each one of the, the phases was like a, a different troll fought, tr- troll tribe that you fought in the past, and how like the Council of Kings, whatever it's called, is, you know, like all the, all the troll leaders. Yeah. Well, and like, um, oh, that was a good fight too, Horridon. Like, uh, too hard for the second Yeah, it was kind of but... ridiculous, but <laughs> that's a good one, though. I mean, like, um, what was the worst fight in Throne of Thunder? Or not Throne of Yeah, Throne of Thunder. I guess I would say... They made ad fights more interesting in Pandaria. Yeah, that's like, true. Fights that are focused around ads usually weren't the best in the past, but the, the, the ones in this expansion are pretty good. That's true. I'm the worst of, fight like... in, in Throne of Thunder? Oh, it, had, it has to be Primordius. Because he just doesn't do anything. Because you can, like, if you have, if you have good gear, you can just stand there and hit the boss. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um. Why? Well, because it's like door door. Uh, Darumu. Darumu has a really steep learning curve with the with that stupid maze. Yeah, I liked Darumu though. I guess I I have always liked movement based fights though, where it's it's all about because if you're like, like me. You don't really get 
like how to do these things right away. Like I remember during that Firebird boss in a, a Firelands, it took me forever to learn those fire tornadoes because it just takes me a little longer to like get it, like to get the oh, pattern yeah. down. And like you have to wait till phase whatever to even get to that point. So like when I, in that maze, at least we had LFR this time to practice. That's true. Like I might have known about the little tricks about knowing which side it spawned on, and and like at the time the uh, the actual pattern for the maze was really hard to see. Yeah, they fixed that later, but oh, did they fix it? I, I didn't think they did. Yeah, I'm after the um, nerf patch, they uh, they kind of made it a bright purple instead of a dark purple. Oh, so it's a little easier to see. <laughs> um. Oh gosh, what so like what were some of the bosses in there? There was a uh, You were saying that Lei Shin was just a really, really good fight. Like I might get a, I might get a chance is... to to fight him on normal, so Yeah, Lei Shin has to be one of the best like final bosses. I I'd put him up there with Ragnaros. Like I really liked Lei Shin, and I think it's just because like he didn't have as many like diverse attacks as Ragnaros did. But one thing I like about Lation is one he moves around, whereas Ragnaros, you know, didn't. A lot of a lot of those big bosses don't. But Lation, you're actually like you kind of go toe to toe with them, and you get, you have to move them around. So there's there's a lot of like you got to learn like each quadrant of the room because he gets different abilities and how to react to what's going to happen when he's in certain places. And one thing I really like about Lation, which I I wish that they would do this for more bosses, but I know why they don't, and I, I think that I would hate it if they did it for a lot, is that you can kind of determine how the whole fight's going to play out based on what you do with him. So that's, it's, very, it's, it's, it's really variable on how that fight can go, and it's like every guild's going to have a different strategy and all that, you know, and like it incorporates every aspect of raiding, and just there's like a part where everyone's going to like split up into individual like five-man groups on, on 25-man anyway and do things and stuff, and it just... It was just really, really good. It was like a very good standout point of the whole expansion. Um, I would say he's even more fun than Garrosh is. Yeah, so in hearing, like, overall, yeah. Ecclesian is just like the like the standout fight of this expansion. But I mean, like, that's not to say that Garrosh is even a bad fight, though. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. Like, we, we were just saying, like, all the bosses in this expansion are just really good. Well, um, I, think, I think just the premise behind the boss, like a, a guy that can control lightning and stuff. Yeah. Um, opens up a lot of possibility using like that lightning as part of the fight. Yeah, like, that's true. And uh, well, I'm, I know we're just kind of gushing about all of it too, but I mean, it's 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 funny because I, that's never happened in World of Warcraft's history that like every single raid tier has just been very, very, very good. Um, because like I'd I'd say even with like Wrath, the uh, like the Ice Crown Citadel wasn't fantastic. You know, like, it was very, like, a lot of it just looked the same and stuff, you know, or whatever. People say, like, the Lich King fight was, like, really, really good. But the rest of the dungeon, I, I kind of agree. Um, I mean, just in terms of bosses, like, weren't always most interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, there was, I don't know how to say this. Like, with Mr. Pandaria, I remember going into it thinking, like, well, this might be the last expansion I ever do with WoW. Just because, like, it all felt so downhill, you know, with, with the, uh, especially with Cataclysm. And, like, they just, it's just, it's just so good. Every aspect of the game has just been near perfect, with the exception of, like, dailies. I, I wonder what changed in between that point. Like, that well, that's caused, a good question. like, like, eight 
like eight boss raids during Cataclysm for the last two tiers to every single one of Pandaria ones being like 12 bosses and really quality bosses. I'm not sure because like, and we, you know, at Tuneworks, we're always like, you know, what can we do to work faster or whatever? And we always run into all kinds of problems and it never really seems to help anything. Um, and it's like, what, what happened with Blizzard that allowed them to, to, to like, what did they do? What did they change in their company to like be able to do that? And I mean, maybe it's, more it's, team it's, members. It's well, but that's not true. Cause they, I thought they fired a bunch of people. Oh, was that mostly just like, um, like customer service people. It might have been, yeah. Oh, I wonder. I just wonder what was like bogging them down, or, or what just changed within the company that allowed them to to, to do. I don't really know. Especially looking at Dragon Soul, where half of it was just reused content. Well, now with with Cataclysm, I can kind of understand and say that, like, well, they probably like they they probably just got stuck with um developing all of the rest of Azeroth. I get the feeling that they probably develop a lot of these raid dungeons, like, before the game's even released. Like, um... Like, they've been talking about how they were working on the next expansion before they even finished. Like, Mr. Pandaria was coming out, and they're like, oh yeah, we're also working on the next one. So, like, I'm sure that they spend some time developing the world and all that, and then, you know, like, those people go and then work on... You only, they only have, like, half the time to work on the the layout like the plans for the the rest of the expansion because they had to revamp the entire one through sixty stuff. Yeah, which is very I I think that's very likely to be honest with with yeah, Cataclysm. Probably. But uh, I mean, who who's to say? Miss, but like the level up experience in Missa Pandaria was so good too. So I I don't know. It's weird. But they really delivered on this one. I mean, like usually we talk about how like I I remember in the past um. With every expansion up to this one, thinking like, you know, oh, well, it's always fun at the start, and you get sick of it towards the end, and then they come up with a new one. This one, like, I still really enjoy Missa Pandaria and everything about it, and it always just feels new every time I log in. And, Which um, is weird. And just recently, a month or two ago, they released uh, the Siege of Orgrimmar. Yeah. Which is the um, accumulation of all the war stuff happening in this in this expansion. No, it's good. It's good to point out at this stage that this, like, the game has had very strong themes. Like, um, you know, like I've done some writing and stuff. I know a little bit about like all that. And so far, if, I don't know. We just kind of got finished saying this, but all the other expansions this prior, there wasn't like very strong, like, themes and ideals being told to us. Like, there wasn't much story that it was about. And with Miss of Pandaria and going into Siege of Orgrimmar, like. There's a very strong, you know, like, uh, like the this whole game is about, like, you know, why, what, what's the purpose of all of this fighting and all of that, you know, um, like there's a lot of really good story arcs and stuff that lead up to this moment, and just, uh, I don't know, like they, it, it, it's it's interesting to have like a game like World of Warcraft that's telling you morals. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you follow Garrosh's story through like the first, well, even even starting with Grom, and the first time you met him. You met a uh, Garrosh and Nagrand, and all the way up to now, it's like you can see kind of the arc that that character took, and like yeah. how he would start to believe that how like the orcish way of life has just been lost, and he has, he's, he's he's trying to refine it and like bring it back to the way it was, and how he 
how a power like the Shaw could be like, you know, this is the perfect way for me to do that. Well, and it's, um, it parallels like the Mogu and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's something else. It's like, you know, yeah. Like you have like the Mogu parallel in there to like, to talk to it, like they're going to foreshadow everything and stuff like that's, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of like garage personally, you know, I mean, they, um, with villains in the past, they're usually kind of lame. Like, uh, like my favorite example is uh, Fangel Staghelm, where like he just kind of becomes a bad guy out of nowhere, and it's like, oh, he's crazy, right? He's crazy, and he's been corrupted by by Ragnaros. Crazy because his son died. Million things ago. Everything's on fire, and everyone's not nice to him. Yeah, and I mean, like, I could see that if if when you go into uh. Firelands and face him if he's just like if he really is crazy if he is just like you know like he just doesn't understand reality anymore or something like that would be fine but no you go in there and he's just like he's like oh i i shall face you or whatever like, i don't know how to he just comes off as like a saturday morning cartoon villain all of a sudden and it just doesn't fit the character at all <clears throat> um but with garrosh yeah it's like he's it's a very distinct character. There's like a very distinct. You could you could even relate to him in a lot of ways. I mean, like he he kind of had a quick turnaround with the this last patch where it's like, well, he's definitely a bad guy now, but it wasn't as stark as some of the previous ones. Where it's what? like even Illidan, like why would Illidan want to kill us? You know, like there's no point. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to kill us. We go yeah. up there and kill him because why not? Because he's there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one thing he mentioned um last night. Or- we're talking about this, and um, you said like all the bosses in Siege of Orgrimmar, it makes sense why they're there, and like you know who they are. Oh yeah, like going back to Dragon Soul again. Like who's Hagra the Stormbinder? What? Why are we fighting Yorsage the Unclean or whatever his name is, or the Unsleeping? Like who's this? Who's this foreign guy on this airship? I don't get it. Yeah, well, <laughs> who's Ultraxian? He's, Ultraxian's built up, like, he's someone really important, but then, like, but, but you don't know who he is. He's just a dragon, and he shoots stuff, and you gotta kill him. He's scary. Yeah, even some bosses that you think would be throwaway, like the, um, the Galakras, it's, they, uh, tie that in with, like, the uh, Dragon Moss stuff in Cataclysm. Oh, yeah. Or the Twilight Highlands, and, um. Which is, I didn't think that was going to be a thing again. Like, they brought that back. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it would make sense that the Dragon Maw will be loyal to Garage because he went in there and saved them all. Well, I remember, I don't know if I ever said it out loud, but I remember thinking going into Siege, where I was like, what are they going to have for bosses? Because I was really worried that Siege was going to be another Dragon Soul. I it would be like, Nameless Orc General 1. Yeah, like, know? that's what I was thinking. Like, are we going to be fighting, like, the auctioneers? Like, <laughs> like, like what's going to be the deal here? Or some bosses are NPC quest givers that got destroyed when the veil was destroyed. Like, you got, like, giant war machines, and one of the bosses is the person who built them. Yeah, I mean, I uh, guess you could say that... that it's it's like a really dinosaurs awesome. from the Isle of Thunder. It makes sense that Garrosh would say, hey, these seem cool. Um... Even, like, the Spoils of Pandaria, which just seems like a random box-opening <laughs> boss, <laughs> is like, yes, like, yeah, like, Garrosh would take home all of these artifacts and smuggle all these Mantid back from Pandaria <laughs> for his There's army. something else, the, the Mantid came back, which yep. is worth mentioning because 
you know, like there, that was one of those plot threads that just kind of got left behind in a in a way. Like where it's like, oh well, this is done now. You're done with the mantid. Don't worry about them anymore. But no, they come back. They have. Yeah, they mentioned like when you get exalted with them, it's like we are servants of your Sage, like the old god. And if yeah, he yeah, ever so returns, it's like our loyalty will be with with him. And that kind of gives you a hint that all that's going to come back later. And thankfully, it did. Oh yeah. Um, one cool thing to it's mention like is they, that the is that the patch trailers for um, Thunder King and Orgrimmar yeah. were really, really good. Yeah, they were. All of them. <laughs> the, the, we, we were joking around about the uh, the Garrosh one where he comes out and he's like, oh, we'll build wolf have armies to come fight you, you warmonger. And Garrosh is like, oh, I'm counting on it. And he's like, I, I have things inside Orgrimmar for them to <laughs> fight. It's like, I've got dinosaurs, I've got dragons, and bugs, and a room of boxes that you have to open. <laughs> With bugs in them. With bugs in them. It's like, oh no! <laughs> yes, especially like the Orgrimmar trailers, it's like fully animated, like the like the Heart of the Swarm cutscenes. Yeah. So it's just like really impressive that they went through all that work. Like if if it wasn't for the fact that they're, just, they're like still kind of low polygon, um, it's almost like, at the very least, TV animation quality. <laughs> yeah, it's for CG. Yeah, it's it's, and again, that's shocking. How did they manage to do all of this stuff? Well, I mean, they have their own animation house. I know, but they've never been able to do this before. Well, I, mean, I, I, I think know they, technology and all that, but they've just chosen to at this point. Like, there's hey, we have these models that have all this all these facial um, stuff with them. It's like, why not? Make a little animated movie out of for this patch trailer to get some story out there. I know, but it's just like for as much as you, if you ever read the forums for World of Warcraft, you would be certain that the game is just dying. But like everything that goes on in the game would tell you otherwise. Um, it's it's also worth noting we just looked at like how uh, they're they're down to what seven million subscribers or whatever, which is only like a you said like a few k seven point six. Yeah, it, it's only like hundred k drop from the last call they had yeah now when was that last call it's i think it's like every every three or or four months okay because i was gonna say like um uh they because uh, normally it's a much drasticer i'm sorry more drastic <laughs> drop in subscribers you know from uh from the beginning of an expansion to the end and this one hasn't been that much almost at all yeah, when was the last one? I'm looking at the MO champion. I like how they always have an excuse whenever they lose a bunch of subscribers and they, they say, like, oh, it's mostly uh, <laughs> bot accounts or whatever. Or, like, um, from the eastern countries. And they always say that. Yeah, it's like, oh, almost I mean, it's probably true. I mean, they can't lie about that. I know, but it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah, um, one thing to mention about the trailers. Remember uh, the, uh, the um, Dragon Soul tra- trailer, which didn't have any voiceover, it was oh, really yeah. bad. Yeah, it's just another another uh, thing they improved on. Well, the Firelands one was pretty good, I remember. Yeah, I mean, it was really good, but I just mean the, the Dragon Soul one, it just felt cheap. I know. And Rush and everything else. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to think when, like, I think when Pandaria started, they kind of had a little bit of a rise. But then, like, by the time um, 
Throne of Thunder came out, they lost like a million and a half or something like that. They lost a bunch in that first tier because of all the dailies, I think. People really complained about the number of dailies they were doing. It, it, was, it's, it's, it was really alt-unfriendly. Like the yeah, Pandaria was very alt-unfriendly. And, and for people like, like me, you only had one character anyway. It wasn't a huge deal. Well, it's funny because like... When I was doing the dailies and stuff at the beginning there, I think I was doing it the right way where you, you know, they, they were like, it's like, I'll pick a faction and go do that faction's dailies. It's like, okay, I'll do like Golden Lotus and then I'll do like the Klaxi or whatever. But everybody else is like, I have to do all of these. <laughs> and like getting really burned out really quickly. And it's because like they had that, like the, the gear option where it's like, oh, you, you can go get this gear or whatever from the reputation. That's the only way you could gear up, supposedly. But I didn't have to do any of that. I don't know what I did to like get by. I think I just did lots and lots and lots of dungeons, and that's and that worked out fine <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, like a lot of people, and even Blizzard was saying that, like, well, it's 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 supposed to be you can choose what which you know faction you champion and all that and stuff. You don't have to do everything all at once. You just will get geared up faster if you do it that way. And in some ways, shame on Blizzard because they should know by now. I still think they put too the many. Option. Yeah, because if if yeah if the option people is will there, over will will, will burn themselves out if you give if you put it there. If it, if there's too many options, people will just do that. It's yeah. just how people are, and they should know that by now. I don't know why you have to limit people in that sense. But yeah, so I we're mean, saying like, that for the next expansion, like they're probably going to do more stuff like the Timeless Isle. Oh yeah, that's worth mentioning that the the, the timeless isle. Um, it's it's like by the end of the expansion, they completely got rid of. Yeah, there was no daily quest. Yeah, they just. I mean, there is technically some dailies there, but it's, it's just kind of stuff you would be you would be doing on the island anyway. Yeah. Um. It's it's like um, um, it's like you just explore the island and kill things and find random chests. Um. The only, it's a good you know, way to do it, because... Like you, you get your uh, Valor points from that, and it's, it's never really... It's like Even though when I go on there, all I'm, all I'm doing is running around killing stuff, it, it hasn't really bored me yet, because I always have the choice of... Well, there's of always something going on that you can do, where it's yeah, like, it's oh, just... a boss is up over here, or whatever. <clears throat> um, which is which is weird. They've never done something like that. So many weird things in this expansion. Um, yeah, like it began with way too many dailies, and it ended with like no dailies. Yeah, they they really refined that. I'm trying to think of like the only downside that... is you're not getting as much gold. But yeah, they probably want that. You know, they <laughs> they probably want less gold in the economy. Yeah, people are. I mean, gold is getting out of control at this point. They've never really said that. But it is. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it's to the point where if you're leveling up another character and you want to buy something, good luck. Because it's going to be, like, millions to buy even, like, greens at the stage. Just because there's so much money at level 90. Like, gems so, and stuff like that. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so we take down Garrosh. He, like, absorbs the power of Yassarge. Yeah. But uh, no match for no match for us. Yeah. <laughs> And um, Jaina's like, see the horde over there? Let's get them. Look at them plotting. Jaina goes, oh, my hero. <laughs> she doesn't do that, actually, at all. We haven't really mentioned either that, like, Bolden and the trolls have been like, the... Like, like the trolls and the blood elves have just been getting, like, the short end of the stick. The, the whole time, <laughs> The yeah. whole expansion. So Garrosh... No, not Garrosh. Uh, Bolden leaves this rebellion. 
And uh, surprise, surprise, he's a new war chief. Of course he is. Well, yeah, like, didn't, like, people were, like, speculating. Where they're like, who's going to be the war chief? And I was like, it's going to be Vol'jin. It's like, oh, I don't know. We had that big, we had a guy in the guild that we we just kept arguing with about that. And it's like, who else would it be? And it's like, well, on the forums, they said that it's going to be someone we don't expect. It's like, <laughs> oh, well, then who's it going to be? Is it going to be Rexar? I don't know. Which, of course, it wasn't. Someone we haven't seen since Burning Crusade. Um, but yeah, like, of course it's Vol'jin, and I think Lorthamar could have been the War Chief. Yeah. But it wouldn't have fit, you know? For many reasons. I mean, he doesn't really seem like the person who would want to be the, the War Chief. Yeah. And neither, and neither does Vol'jin, but... He he's a, a natural leader anyway. People look up to him and will follow him. Lorthamar is just that trusted uh, a general guy that you look look on. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, who, uh, who else it even could have been, and I don't know. Uh, I mean, it could have been Thralgan, but I don't think he wants to. Like, yeah, you get the impression that he would have. Um, at the end of end of this, but he was like, "No, Vol'jin, it has to be you." And Vol'jin was like, "Okay for you, buddy." Yeah. It, it it could have been um, Gallywicks, Wicks, Gallowicks. Yeah. I'm trying to like like because we were joking around about that, like you know, like who's it gonna be, and like you know when they they part, and it's like it's like it's very written. <laughs> it's like, oh no, <laughs> I'm the war chief. Yeah. How did that happen? I remember making sure of what if it's Andu and Rin? It's like <laughs> like who's it's like it's gonna be something we don't expect, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> we had lots of really funny uh, ideas on who the but yeah, of course it's Vol'jin. It, it, it's not gonna be anyone else. Some um like, some people are kind of criticizing the story because like obviously you can't you still have to have the horde after this because you know people oh, yeah. play on the horde. But how how Varian just goes like Okay, if you ever mess up again, we're coming after you. Yeah, and and, and that's all. Like, um, like I wonder if they'll kind of follow up on like the alliance, keeping an eye on the horde. Like, I wonder if they'll have like an alliance representative somewhere in the throne room. So I don't know. Well, like very cool. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. Um, but yeah, uh, Garage is going to be put on trial in Pandaria. Um, I wish we could see the trial, but I don't know that you can. Well, I mean, we still might have a patch. Yeah. Like, I don't I know what... I would like to see that. This is a story element. I would like to see the trial of Garrosh. Yeah. What I are mean, they going to make him do? It's like it's like the end of, uh, like, a super event. It's like, we will shall make you do all of the same things that you put the, the races of the Horde through, or whatever. <laughs> so Garrosh has to go do, like, quests and stuff. And, like, the, I don't know. Lame joke is lame, but... <laughs> yeah, like, during the um, Timeless Isle stuff, um, you you help this bronze dragon, like, see glimpses into the future, and you find out there's, like, a traitor and everything. Um, but one of the visions you see is of Anduin, who we assume is Anduin. Yeah. Come and visits, <clears throat> visit some guy in a cage. And you, you can't see who's in it, but in hindsight, it's obviously Garrosh. Well, I don't know. It could be Deathwing. <laughs> it could be, could be anybody. Um, so yeah, like I, I have a feeling there's going to be a, a like a mini patch with a a scenario or a quest line. 
Yeah, well, probably. <clears throat> that will, uh... The scenario for the trial of Garage, you just have to sit there. <laughs> you sit watch there. The trial. <laughs> oh, that's something else new that they added this expansion, were scenarios. Yeah. And, like... Which I liked a lot. It's funny because I didn't think they were going to do very well. I didn't like the scenarios at first, but they've grown on me since then, I think. And the um, heroic ones give you a crap ton of power points. Yeah, they do. They're well, that's not very started, hard. Like that's that's why I started doing them, to be honest. Because like I I couldn't justify doing them before. It was like I don't really care for these, you know. Like they're they're kind of silly. Um. Yeah, a lot of them were. They didn't have anything to do with simple. any story points. It was just like, oh, here's make go make the brew, you know. Watch out for the lightning. <laughs> Plus, they had this really bad first impression because, um, like the Pandaria pre-event was the Theramore scenario, and they were yeah. awful. Oh yeah, they were horrible, and like, um, so it didn't make a very good first impression. And, and then on top of that, we didn't have a big event like we have for other expansions. Yeah, yeah. So we were just like, oh, like. Going into Miss of Pandaria was really worrying. It felt like it might be pretty bad. Uh, but no, it turned out good. Yeah, overall, I um, was really impressed at the quality, at the storytelling, at the characters, at the environments, at the music. The music in this expansion is like right up my alley, like all the Asian themes. Oh, and it's, 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 um, it fits so well, too. Like, I remember, like, at Siege of Orgrimmar, I turned on my music for like the first time in there the other day. And there's a lot of really good tracks in there, too. Like, it's not just all, like, Orgrimmar music, you know? Like, it's all very climactic and stuff. Pandaren as a race were interesting, and they were playable on top of that. Has a lot of culture. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's um, a bunch of culture. They, 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 they seem to fit pretty well with the rest of the races, to be honest. Um, the, the new class, I mean, I haven't really played it that much, but um, it's good, but I think adding new classes... Is um not many it's people be, yeah. not really people do new classes these days because they have like the characters that they have. Well, and and uh, whereas Monk was good, it's it's felt pretty overpowered since the very beginning. <laughs> Let's be honest, and it like uh, I don't really know what it adds to the game. To be honest with you, like uh, it's not like you know like with Death Knights and uh, uh, do they have any new classes in Burning Crusade? Yeah, they, they sort of. They had they kind of added shamans and paladins to opposite factions. So I mean, you know, you got a lot of utility out of those things. It's like, oh, we can death grip things now. That's really handy. And, and Death Knights had like good cooldowns for the raids and stuff. And like you know, paladins and shamans obviously are really good support. But monks, it's like, well, they can basically do everything else that you can, you can do already. Yeah, they're, they're not, like a druid basically. Yeah, they're basically just a druid. I mean, and they it's, use, it's, use the same gear and everything. I hear that they're fun to play. Yeah. But you know, I mean, like from an outside perspective, I've never been, I've never, I've never played one. It's like I don't really know why the game needs them. I mean, you have to, have, you have to make a big commitment to uh, get that monk to ninety. You know, yeah, like this new class. Like if you wanted to, if you were excited by this new class when Pandaria came out, like, guess what? You're starting at level one, and you're, yeah. you have to go all the way up to through eighty five in order to start the stuff. And most people were just like, nope, I, I have my I have my main. I have my mage, I have my hunter, and you have my axe. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I predict that there's not going to be a new class for uh, 
You want, what do you want to talk about? What, what is rumored to be the next expansion that we'll find I out in the next couple days? I guess that's the next step. I think we should because it'll I mean, be... I'm going to have to release this like tomorrow because by Friday we're going to know every, everything. Well, I think we should because we can then compare like what our thoughts yeah. were. So I think we should talk about what this, all the speculating that's yeah, going on. Yeah, so months ago, supposedly um, the Dark Below was trademarked. But I'm pretty sure that that wasn't real. Like, a lot of people, like, inside people were saying, no, that was just fake. Although I really wanted it to be real because I like the idea. And and we had this one big leak post, you know, quote-unquote leak, that started laying out. And I would say about 90% of it seemed pretty reasonable um, for actual expansion stuff. Because it was, like, Naga and, like, Underground and, like, the Maelstrom and... Oh yeah, all, all this cool stuff that you you kind of expect that we would explore, but um, it's one of the regions in the game that we haven't really gone back to explore yet. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it feels like an unfinished sort of thing. Like you've got all that stuff with Nepsilon and all that mm-hmm. that just kind of got left behind. So it seems like a logical step to me. Yeah, and I was actually kind of getting hyped for that. I was like, that, that sounds really awesome. But um, especially some of the stuff where it's like crawling mounts. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, that's neat. But 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 again, it was like months before BlizzCon, and Blizzard doesn't leak stuff that easily. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, not since that Cataclysm thing happened like a week or two before BlizzCon. Yeah. Um, but just about a week ago, um, Warlords of Draenor started to pop up. Yeah. And, and it and Blizzard sent smiley face winks to people's emails. Yep. They didn't really do that actually. But there's like Warlords of Draenor guys yeah. slash wink, <laughs> and, and it keeps on popping up in registered uh, databases and, and website registration, and even like the like the beta opt-ins on the page kind of look orc themed. So um, yeah, it it, it looks Something like Warlords of Draenor is going to be the next expansion, and all the rumors, all we know is the title. Can yeah, like all the rumors the seem title. to imply that. It's about time travel since, you know, Draenor doesn't technically exist anymore. It's it's the only key we have to that, though, is that the fact that it's called Warlords of Draenor, and Draenor is the original name of Outland. And I, I said this right away when I saw that. It's like, I wonder if it's going to be about uh, they're going to revamp Outlands or something. Because people have been asking about that. I don't think so. Like, if, if they're just doing, like, time travel Outlands, I think that's the revamp. Like, um, I think you're still going to have, the like, the 60 through 70 stuff. Pretty much unchanged, but I, you know, but like that we will be going back to Outlands was kind of the idea, and um, and and like a lot of people were just like, what do you mean? It's like, well, that's the original name of of Outland was Draenor, so like, why would they call it that? I mean, Blizzard's pretty smart with their names, so like, why else would they call it that unless they intended for us to be on Draenor itself? Mm-hmm. So like, what does that entail? Even know? though this could be a coincidence, like. Yeah, a timeless isle is full of bronze dragons, and there seems to be something up with them, and it's not resolved by the end of it. Well, I mean, like if we're if we're to learn from Missa Pandaria and how they tell their stories nowadays, they like to foreshadow stuff now. Like they don't just like yeah. to bring stuff out of nowhere. So I mean, like it, it's a little odd that all of a sudden we're just doing all these quests for bronze dragons with the uh, timeless isle which leads me to think that we're probably going to do more with them as time goes on and um with Rathion, his whole thing about fighting the legion eventually and how that like that plan just kind of 
<laughs> fell apart by the end of it. Um, and how like this might involve him somehow trying to fight the Legion, and maybe the best place to do that is in the past when they're not as powerful. Yeah, I mean, like, all we have are speculations to go on, but there's been a lot of good ones, there's been a lot of silly ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, My favorite one I've I've heard is a rumor where Rathion makes a deal with the Bronze Dragons to send people back in time to prevent the orcs from being corrupted by the Legion. Thus, you know, Legion never comes to Azeroth. Although, like... But then that backfires because the orcs get more powerful on their own, and they're kind of like the bad guys. I don't know. See, that seems, that seems kind of complicated to me. Like, I, I feel that it would just be like, um, it, it's, it's like, like, I like the idea that Rathian, like, because like, you know, go like uses, maybe there's like a traitor within the bronze dragon or just plot or whatever, but he goes back in time himself. Cause like this, he says that at the end of his own quest line in, uh, Missa Pandaria, where, he he jokes around. Well, he doesn't really joke around about it. it. It it is a joke, you know. But it's like he's being serious. Or he goes like, you know, it's like that's like that's it. I should have just taken over the throne room myself, like Gonti Anixia or whatever. And it's like he he leaves on the he he flies off in his little cute little baby form. <laughs> uh, he haven't learned heard the last of me. Yeah, he's just kind of flies off, yelling about how he's he's gonna take matters into his own hands. Like he's never he's not leaving anything to chance ever again nothing you know and it flies off and like it leads me to think that he's gonna try to do something on his own mm-hmm. rather than like leaving it up to the heroes of azeroth uh so like what if he goes back in time like what if he uses the bronze dragon flight or something to do that on his own and screws with time and totally messes everything up and it's like he's like he could be the villain in that sense because although i don't want him to be i like him as a character i don't want him to get killed off but like uh I don't know, like, I, I, there's a lot of interesting things with that. I, I like the idea of Rathian being heavily involved because he was so heavily developed mm-hmm. this expansion. I like, uh, I like the idea of going into, I, I don't know, but like, it sounds like a really unique idea to be going, using time travel to go into the past. I'm not really they, sure how, from a storytelling point of view, they're going to do it all because obviously you can go back to the present anytime you want. Yeah, I know. I have no um, idea. So yeah, I'm just wondering how they, how they do all that. And, uh, it seemed kind of weird to have orcs as a as a big villain because I assume it'll be orc villains because um, warlords of Draenor sounds like a orcish thing. Unless we're the warlords, <laughs> yeah. But um, there was that with that one funny speculation where it's like, what if Garrosh goes? What if he gets away and Garrosh goes back in time and becomes Grom? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll like, find what? all we'll find all this in a couple days, but um. I'm really interested about how that, what happens there. Well, some ideas. So what if it doesn't involve time travel at all? And that's everyone's assumption at this point, but nobody really knows. Like, what else could it possibly be about? Well, since we'll be talking about this in a few days, let's, we won't spend too much, we're not going to spend any more time on it, but. Okay. So I have to edit all this and put music in. and That's true. I want to release it. Well, like you don't have to edit it. None of us cursed. <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> Look, I have to take the first part of the of our conversation and then the end part off, so it's none of the the filler. None of this, none of this is nearly as bad as editing all my Casey Mobile. That videos. is true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't put a lot of editing no, stuff I, in my podcast. I've actually, I've actually stopped doing that pretty much altogether at this point. I've just been doing stuff on Twitch. Oh, 
I know. It's which is sad, but at the same time, it's so much easier to deal with. And it's like I'm like I hate to just like I don't know what the word for it is, but take the conversation in this direction. But like I've had so much better luck with Twitch than I have on YouTube. I don't know why, but that's a it's, different it's a different yeah. type of environment. And it's really hard to get noticed on YouTube. That's true. It's, it's a little bit easier on Twitch because people are actually searching for games to watch. And there's not as big of a, a <clears throat> Twitch against yet, I imagine. Um, let's give a little ToonWorks update, too. Okay. Um, I know on our Facebook Wait, page... No, I'm just joking. We said we started Episode 5 like a month ago. Um, which, technically, we've been working on stuff, technically. <laughs> but, it's been um, weird. Like, the, the, like, I'm not really sure what... I'm not really sure what's going on. Like uh, it, it's, um, it's it's mostly work schedules, and Mark's been busy with other stuff. So it's it, it's the dreaded real life boss, you know. So that's true. Yeah. But um, progress is being made. I know Mark's getting started on the on the animation front. Um, probably already. So yeah. Um. It's not likely it'll be done by the end of the year, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to get this thing done and uh, live up to episode four and uh, start eight. Yeah, well, it definitely will in the art department because all of the, all of the stuff for the art looks really good. We have some uh, brand new characters we'll int- we're introducing and uh, should be pretty. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And um, <laughs> that's that's what is the that's, that's that. That's, I'm kind of disappointed, not at anybody, but how little we kind of got done this year <laughs> with a, a tune works. But um, I don't. It's some like some of that can't be helped. I I always want to blame it on something, but I never really know what to blame it on. A lot of us took. I don't want to say we took breaks. That's not the case. But I mean, like Mark took a couple trips to Australia. Well, um, after star date, like it, it took a while to get. To get a, yeah, I mean things things kind of stalled out in a bad way, and it's like we just, you know, people took trips. Um, I've been having to deal with work lately. I've been working a crap ton lately. I don't that they're shorthanded and stuff. I'm not going to go into the whole description of what's going on, but I mean like it's just been like I rarely get to talk to anybody at the moment. It feels like, um, it, it's just oh, except for our podcast, we should just. Quit our jobs and just do ToonWorks. If only. Yeah. After that, it might be too much work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it would be nice. Like, I know, you know, I've got that friend on Twitch who lives entirely off of donations <clears throat> at this point. And I asked him, like, how did he do that? And like, I asked him, like, when he, when he decided to make that jump. And he said, like, well... He's only been doing it for about a year, and at some point he actually just decided to just go ahead and quit his job and just focus on Twitch because he he knew that he was able to do you it. You should unplug your Twitch stream so people can go to it. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, what is it? Twitch.tv backslash Induin? I-N-U-I-N? I-N-U-I-N, yeah. I-N-D-U-I-N. It's, um, I mean, it's interesting... I mean, like it's a whole different podcast. It's not really World of Warcraft for that. I do, I do, I do, I do, do World of Warcraft Twitch streams um, at least once or twice a week. But like, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You just, you just tell me that, like, it's just at some point. But yep, that, that whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll have another chat in a few days about BlizzCon. Um, it'll mostly probably be World of Warcraft stuff, but there's a lot going on in this BlizzCon. We have a new Diablo expansion. 
Um, they'll probably talk about um, Legacy of the Void. Um, we'll probably he- we're gonna hear a lot about Heroes of the Storm, um, which is their uh, a MOBA thing that they're doing, and and the new Call of Duty game. <laughs> Call Possibly. Call of Activision. It's the it's it's the Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Heroes. Heroes yeah. Duty. <laughs> and um of course Hearthstone, which I got in on the beta and it's a lot of fun. But we'll talk we'll talk about that in a few days. So uh we'll see you then. Yep. See you everybody later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>